All right, good morning. Um, we're going to be reading from Ecclesiastes 1 this morning. Ecclesiastes 1. The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What advantage does man have in all his work, which he does under the sun? A generation goes and a generation comes, but the earth remains forever. Also the sun rises, rises and the sun sets, and hastening to its place, it rises there again. Blowing toward the south, then, toward, then turning toward the north, the wind continues swirling along, and on its circular courses the wind returns. All the rivers flow into the sea, yet the sea is not full. To the place where the rivers flow, there they flow again. All things are wearisome, man is not able to tell it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor is the ear filled with hearing. That which has been set is that which will be, and that, and that which has been done is that which will be done. So there is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which one might say, see this, it is new. Already it has existed for ages before here, before, which were before us, sorry. There is no remembrance of earlier things and also of the later things which will occur. There will be for them no remembrance among those who will come later still. I, the preacher, have been king over Israel in Jerusalem, and I set my mind to seek and explore by wisdom concerning all that has been done under heaven. It is a grievous task which God has given to the sons of men to be afflicted with. I have seen all the works which have been done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and striving after wind. What is crooked cannot be straightened, and what is lacking cannot be counted. I said to myself, Behold, I have magnified and increased wisdom more than all who were ever all sorry, more than all who were over Jerusalem before me. And my mind has observed a wealth of wisdom and knowledge. And I set my mind to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I realized that this also is striving after wind. Because in much wisdom there is much grief, and increasing knowledge results in increasing pain. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray this morning. Um, dear Lord God, Father, we thank you uh, for this gathering this morning, Lord. We thank you, Father, for this invitation before the sun comes up uh, to hear your word, Lord. Uh, Father, I pray that you would speak to each of us, God. Uh, enter into our hearts. Let the Spirit fill and move us, Lord. Let us be able to receive uh, your truth this morning. We just pray for your wisdom, God. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, well, the, the verse kind of came up in the anime, a, a, a funny joke saying like, oh, like an uplifting message this morning. I hope so. It depends on how you take it. <laughs> um, but actually, when I was uh, kind of, again, it was, it was another bust moment yesterday, but I was, yeah, asking the Lord kind of what was on his heart. And actually, the word that came to me was that he wants us to just live in faith. And so I thought, okay, live in faith. That's what we do as believers. We all have faith, and that's what draws us closer to God. But he kind of led me to this passage, and I was doing a devotional. And he was like, you know, maybe I need to show you what you're doing instead of moving into faith. Is You're kind of moving according to your own plans. You're kind of moving according to your own understanding. And you're trying to make so much sense of what's going around you. But like Solomon says, who, you know, we know that Solomon who wrote this is he asked for wisdom from the Lord. Right. So he ended up being like the, the smartest 
you know, king there ever was because he asked God, or when God asked him what would he want, he said, I, I, all I want is wisdom. And so I think God this morning is really wanting us to shift our minds from what we might be quite consumed with and understand, like, where does faith come from? Where does wisdom come from? And so he says in verse 2, Vanity of vanities, says the preacher, which is Solomon. Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. Speaking about, you know, everything that we are preoccupied about in the world. This, like, kind of word is kind of, I mean, this phrasing is interesting because we know, like, holy of holies, right? God is holy of holies. Jesus, holy of holies. So vanity of vanities. It's like this, if there's anything that is like so much fluff, absolutely meaningless, uh, the, the Hebrew word for used here for vanity is hebel, hebel. And anyways, it means vapor. It means like it just dissipates. It goes away, right? This is like the, the knowledge of the world is absolutely meaningless. It's vanity of vanities. What advantage does man have in all his work? which he does under the sun. A generation goes and a generation comes, but the earth remains forever. There's this like, you know, we, we talk about in corporate, right? There's this rat race of chasing after the next thing and what's going to be coming up next. And we think things are going to get so much bigger and better and life is going to get so much more amazing if we just reach those certain things and we try to figure out ways to get there and you know, in this context, I mean, that, that, that's, you know, pulling in from a corporate context. But God is really saying here through the scriptures, like, this is all the same old stuff. Sun comes up, sun comes down. Generation goes through this, ups and downs. It's all the same. But we have sometimes a, a, a narrow-sighted or even maybe what, uh, you know, um, P. Sam had preached. You know, we sometimes have a self-centered view of our lives. And we're trying to make sense of the world revolving around us. And we're like, doesn't make sense, God. Like, I'm here and all these things are moving around me are not moving in my favor. They're not moving according to my time. And then we try to put ourselves in different positions to try to make those things pan out. And so God is saying, like, what can you really do, right? Other than consuming yourselves and being stressed about it, and trying to make a, a way or a plan, what can you really do? And this is just like coming and going, right? It's like the wind swirling around. It's like the, the river's flowing into the sea and it's, it, you know, the water always ends up in the same bay. It's like, what, what, what are you really striving for in your day to day? And God is asking for us to live a life of faith. You know, living a life of faith you just see the beauty in these things and you kind of move on because you realize we have no control over these things. We have no control over what's going to happen in our jobs or all these other things that, that you know, that stress us out. Verse 8 says, All things are wearisome. Man is not able to tell it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor is the ear filled with hearing. All things are wearisome. So it's like, you know, we, we get worried, we get uh, stressed, we get down, we can get emotional at times too for our circumstances and the things that we're trying to make sense of. 
But scripture tells us, right? Man is not able to tell it. Man is not able to understand it. Man is not able to figure it out. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor is the ear filled with hearing. Because we can see as many things and we can read as many books and we can listen to all the experts and get on 50 different podcasts that get filled with all this stuff. And it's still not going to set us free. It's still not going to take the worry away. It's still not going to make sense of all the things that we're dealing with in the world. And so again, Solomon, the king of wisdom, is challenging us. And God's message of having faith is, what type of wisdom are you trying to pursue in your life? What it really comes down to is, what kind of life are we trying to live? Are we trying to live a life that is eternal like we know we have this eternal life and so we have that perspective and so we walk through the earth in this way or are we saying that you know if i don't have all the things you know if i don't have all the material things if i don't have you know all the health in the world if i don't have all these things well it's over for me do we strive for the things that are temporal do we try to build up wisdom that builds up a temporal life Or do we chase after and seek after and yearn for wisdom that actually essentially leads us to where we know we're going, which is eternal life? What do we spend our days and our time doing? You know, Scripture tells us that the beginning of all wisdom is, is the fear of the Lord, right? Is the fear of the Lord. And if we don't fear the Lord, that doesn't mean like being scared, but, you know, fearing the Lord in terms of, in all of God's glory and coming into that relationship with God and knowing who he is and what he's told us, we need to have a sense of knowing that we have to draw from him. We can't draw on these other things. We can't draw on our own man-made experts or our own expertise or knowledge. We have to draw on God. But the thing that comes from, that the thing that, that leads us to, if we really have this fear of God, is that we also have to have faith in God. Right? That's the message that God really gave me is, are we moving in enough faith? Or are we looking for a nugget of information or confirmation or assurance from worldly things to build up our faith? Right? Maybe it's breakthrough in a relationship, breakthrough in a job, breakthrough in our health. All these things, of course, we pray for, we contend for, we, we invite God in. But if we check our hearts this morning... Are those the things that rule our hearts? Right? When we're on, you know, Googling away and reading articles and what are we reading about? What are we consuming ourselves with? Is it to overcome these temporal circumstances? Like how much of, uh, of our life do we, or our day, do we spend wondering where God is taking us? What God has in store for us? what God wants to teach us. You see, there's a different type of wisdom that God is trying to impart on us, right? It's this eternal understanding that everything we're going through today is actually a taste of heaven. It's a glimpse of what's yet to come. And so we may think that by building up our, our you know, by, by building up, you know, our, our like, like we're chipmunks or squirrels, we're trying to build up all of our, our store case of nuts and stuff and we're trying to build these things up and we think that's the way to our future is to have all these things established and figured out and settled. 
and our view is, you know, we want to be able to provide, you know, for our children or our family, and we want to do all these things, right? But if we think about where God is leading us, this eternal life with heaven, our, our job or what we're going to be doing every day is worshiping God for eternity. You see, God is trying to give us enough wisdom, is trying to lead us, is trying to transform us, is trying to refine us so that we can continue to purify our hearts coming into the image of Christ so that we can really worship God for eternity. But then we worship so many other things in our life while we're here. We worship our, our kids, our children. You know, I'm guilty of that at times, right? We worship money. We worship, you know, uh, prestige. We worship a whole bunch of different things in our lives. But actually, the only goal we have is to worship God for eternity. Once we leave this place, that's what we're going to be doing all the time. And God is saying, there's no reason why you can't do that today. There's no reason why that you can't start to begin to posture yourself towards worshiping him more and more each day. But that takes faith. That takes overcoming certain things. And so this whole point of vanity is not, you know, in in different translations, it says that it's meaningless. And you might take that as a shot, like, oh my gosh, like, if the world is so meaningless, I mean, that's all I care about. So I'm just like, you know, it's all over for me because that's all I'm consumed with. It's not really a message of, of, of rebuke this morning or saying, hey, you know, like wake up and stop doing that. It's God telling us there is so much of a greater purpose and plan and promise I have for each of you beyond the rat race of life, the daily grind of the world, the daily circumstances that you're faced with. God is saying, if you thought that my whole purpose of saving you and bringing you under me as children of mine was to just have you hanging on by a thread, running around the internet, searching for answers, talking to so-called experts who are not me. I'm speaking as God, not myself. Do you think that I would have such a, like a limited, meaningless type of life and plan for you? That's where God is coming from this morning. It's like, Dream bigger, my children. Have faith that there's something beyond your circumstance, that there's something beyond whatever you're doing in your day-to-day because the things God's doing around us, it's like things only God can do. But if we're not aware that there's this bigger purpose, that there's this bigger plan, we get stuck in the meaningless. God's okay to, to carry us through. God's okay to continue to bless us where we need that, to meet us in our place. But I think the challenge is we need to take bigger leaps of faith to get out of that rut. You know, the question I I always challenge myself with, and I've been challenged, you know, especially um, in my faith over the years, is that when I look at how I approach my day-to-day, what makes me different from a non-believer Is it because I pray for five minutes and read a chapter of the Bible? Is that the only difference between myself and a non-believer? If that's the only difference, I mean, we got it all wrong. If that's the only difference, we are so unaware of God's love for us. Because God's love and, and provision and even his blessings, all this goes far beyond 
this grind of life, right? Vanity of vanities. It's like a vapor that disappears, all this stuff that we deal with on earth. And so to pursue God, as we say, like, let's pursue God, like, let's go after him, let's have this relationship, it's to let go of some of these things. You know, I, don't, I don't know each of your circumstances or each of the things that you're struggling with or battling with, but I really feel like God is asking you this morning, seek wisdom that's eternal. Seek wisdom that you can only find from me. All these other things that you're filling your mind with that are giving you assurances, I, I feel in the spirit that the Lord is saying, it's so temporary. It's just a band-aid solution. It doesn't get you to the end. So he's saying, I know it gets frustrated. You know, I, I sense that a lot of us are frustrated, are weary, are drained, are confused, right? Because some of these answers we've been waiting for, some of these, whether it's a prayer request or a certain um, you know, issue we're going through, we're still waiting for breakthrough. God is saying like, you can have breakthrough every day if you're trying to receive from me beyond that circumstance, beyond the things that have happened time and time again, it's just the same cycle. Breakthrough out of the cycle and come to him, find rest in him, find assurance in him, find perspective through the Lord. Today is a message of being self-aware, of being self-aware of what we think makes a difference in our life. You know, I talk about consumption and it's come up, you know, in a few EMPs, but it doesn't take any faith to like turn on that Netflix show. Nothing wrong with Netflix, but I mean, it doesn't take any faith to do that, right? It doesn't take any faith to spend like, you know, hours on Instagram or like, you know, YouTube and watch it. It just takes nothing. But to pursue scripture, and say, God is going to give me a word today. God is going to give me something that is going to soothe my heart. It might not be the exact answer for what I'm dealing with, but it, then, but, but it very much could be. God is going to give me revelation today. God is going to give me revelation every time I turn to his word. Do we approach the word, scripture, with that type of faith, trust, belief, that as long as I continue to read scripture and pray, everything that God needs to reveal to me will happen. That's the faith that God is challenging with us today, saying, I'm not sure I understand. God understands. <laughs> Siri doesn't. But you know, God is trying to tell us that this is what I want you to pursue. It's to pursue the wisdom that sets you free. It doesn't just take care of your problems, but it sets you apart. You know, God has so much love for us that he doesn't want us just living as if we don't know him. He doesn't want us living, looking to God like a, well, you know, you didn't help me today, so I've got to take things into my own hands. God is like, I'm provider. I'm your father. I'm, I've never left your side. And so we don't know that in the actions that we make, we're actually saying that. Right? If we're trusting in Google and podcasts and experts and 
all these other things, we're essentially saying, well, you don't give me the answers, God. You don't give me the plan, God. You don't give me the assurance. You don't give me the confidence, God. So I need to find it somewhere else. All of these meaningless, all of this very extremely temporal. And so in verse 12, it says, I'm sorry, 13, it says, and I set my mind to seek and explore by wisdom concerning all that has been done under heaven. It is a grievous task which God has given to the sons of men to be afflicted with. I've seen all the works which have been done under the sun and behold, all is vanity and striving after wind. What is crooked cannot be straightened and what is lacking cannot be counted. That first part, or a couple lines, I set my mind to seek and explore by wisdom concerning all that has been done under heaven. It's a grievous task which God has given to the sons of men to be afflicted with. That grievous task which God has given to the sons of men to be afflicted with means that as you try to seek and understand, you never will, right? And I set my mind to seek and explore by wisdom concerning all that has been done under heaven, right? I've seen the works been done and in Solomon, the wisest man, his conclusion is, is like, you can't fix it. What's crooked cannot be straightened. What is lacking cannot be counted because the only one that can fill our cup is the Lord. The only one that can give us revelation assurance is the Lord. And so in 16, I said to myself, behold, I have magnified and increased wisdom more than all who were over Jerusalem before me. And my mind has observed a wealth of wisdom and knowledge. And I set my mind to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I realized that also that this also is striving after wind because in much wisdom, there is much grief and increasing knowledge results in increasing pain because in much wisdom, there is much grief. And increasing knowledge results in increasing pain. The Lord is calling us into breaking free from this meaningless cycle that we find ourselves in. The meaningless cycle of the world that doesn't actually have any effect on where we're going. You know, like all the stuff that we struggle with doesn't change the fact we're going to heaven. All the stuff that we can't figure out today, all the things that we're still waiting for, you know, even that we've been contending for, prayer requests that have been ongoing five, six, seven years longer, all of it doesn't change the fact, whether it gets answered or not today, that we're going to be in heaven one day. That's where we're going each day. We're taking a step closer to God. And so, yeah, the challenge for us today is, What type of wisdom do we really want and pursue? What are the answers in our hearts that we're really, really desiring to know? When is Bitcoin going to go back up? Is that that the number one thing on our mind? Or is it, Lord, would you reveal to me your heart? Lord, would you meet me in my brokenness? God, would you... Show me the way to love others more like you love. Are these the things we're desiring to know? Is this the wisdom we want God to partake on us? And so uh, 
Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end there. So yeah, let's bow our heads. And then we'll go into a time of worship. Yeah, let the Spirit speak to you. Turn to your hearts now and, and, you know, ask the Lord and ask the Spirit to reveal to you what wisdom are you chasing after these days? What's missing that is causing you so much stress, grief, sadness, despair? What answers have you not come to yet that challenge your faith, challenge your relationship with God? What are the things that continue to repeat itself and cycle over and over and over in your mind, causing you stress and anxiety? You see, the enemy is going to tell you to keep pursuing those things because God doesn't care. Because God's not in it. Because God sees the struggle and walks away. But the Lord is telling us this morning, no. Where I'm leading you, what I'm teaching you is above all of that. I teach from a heavenly perspective to you. And so God doesn't need to come to the earth to make sense of it. He actually says he's not going to do that. But he can reach down from heaven and pull us up a little bit closer each day. And so begin to just release those things to the Lord this morning. Ask the Lord for wisdom that triumphs the world. Wisdom that gives us a glimpse of heaven. Wisdom that draws us closer to the Father. Wisdom that frees us, that takes away the pain and the stress. See, the Lord, He just wants to be with us. His number one concern is His relationship with us and These things that consume us, distance us from Him. It makes us feel like we don't have time for God, we don't have time for things, and the Lord is saying, even if you give me this moment this morning, my children, I will meet you. I will come. I will answer. Just spend some time. Spend some time just reflecting and praying as we go into a time of worship.